Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Circuit 42. I am your host, Ian. I'm sorry in advance for that. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Cam, and Michael Martinez. Hello. 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 Okay, Cam has had a stroke, so I so there you are. Um, I did not have a stroke. I was trying to be, like, more, like... Usually when my introductions, I'm just really hard. I call up with all my AKAs, like Swamp Monster, like, you know, the new Nick Fury, like all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's quarantine. I've been by myself a lot. I'm, I'm trying not to scare people. <laughs> and, of course, we have a guest today. We do have a guest today, and that is um, <laughs> Night Mage, a.k.a. Michael Wilson, a.k.a. Mage, one of these names of which we will call him this evening. And how are you doing today? <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm enjoying this already. <laughs> we are a very serious yes! podcast full of seriousness. Oh, yeah. I'm lying. Cam pretty much broke him before we started, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to with it. Well, Listen, you know I don't know if it's going to get to that conversation, but if it does, oh my god. Oh, goodness. Well, oh, you goodness. know what they, what they say, do as the Romans do. When in Rome. When in Rome. Yep. So, with that, for those who don't have a vast knowledge of Roman culture and or cosplay, for those five people hey, out this there... this is a bait. They are totally baiting are, me right now. That's fine, though. It's fine. <laughs> for those five people who don't know who you are, and I think legit at this point it is five people, I mean, you've been on magazines and shit. I will never be on a magazine, and if they do, they will get rid of the cover because they realize... It will sell no copies. So for those who don't know, who are you? Oh, gosh. And what do you do? I mean, that's, man, that's such a, always, like, you know, I, I'm actually really horrible with promoting myself and talking about myself. I don't know. It's just, it's always been like a bad thing for me. But, um, so yeah, I'm Michael Wilson or Night Mage and um, I'm a cosplayer. Uh, that's primarily what I do is cosplay, and um, that's the that's the nighttime job. The day job is in law enforcement, but uh, yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. So with pretty that, boring. So I don't know, dude. I see your I see your costume work and just the nice. the effort that you put in them. It's nice. freaking amazing. Exactly. Nice. And, and the voice behind me says He's that, not says, boring. Says that I did lying. so much research. He's lying. That's fine. <laughs> so, I've I got to ask you, though. Um, how long have you been cosplaying? What made you interested in it? And um, just looking at what you do, so, what, makes you, what, makes you, what makes you stand out, in your opinion? Well, um, so I started back in 2011. So I kind of got into it because of Halloween. Really, I think that's like all cosplayers got into it because of Halloween. But uh, 2011, um, I wanted to be John Stewart Green Lantern. And all right, let me let me rephrase that. Actually, I wanted to be Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is my favorite Green Lantern. Guy Gardner is awesome. I've been watching. Don't judge me. Yeah, he's awesome. But um, at the time, honestly, I didn't know if it was going to be socially acceptable for me to be. Guy Gardner, because he's traditionally seen as a white guy, right? Um, I, did, I didn't know about the cosplay community and conventions and anything like that. So um, I chose to do John Stewart Green Lantern. And that's not a costume you could find at, like, Spirit Halloween or Party On. 
So I had to try and make it. So me and my girlfriend, um, we very crudely sewed it together using like Under Armour, went to Joanne Fabrics, got some green fabric. And um, I went out to the bars, had a blast. And uh, a buddy of mine was doing a, a cancer walk, a Relay for Life event. And he asked me if if I would participate as the superhero in the superhero costume. So I had the, you know, the Green Lantern costume. So I went, had a f- phenomenal time, and uh, I got asked to do another event. And then another, and another. It just kind of snowballed. So, like, all of 2012, you know, the following year, all I was doing was charity events. So um, I decided, all right, if I'm going to do this, then I should probably have more costumes. So I went ahead, started researching, like, like costumes that's i that's how i found out about cosplay really and um so i ended up making a batman costume i made a captain america um i bought a spider-man costume and um that's all i was doing in 2012 it's like every weekend i was either doing a hospital visit or or a parade or a birthday party or a library visit whatever it was just i was doing something and then um once i joined facebook and start posting photos. People ask me, hey, what convention did you went to? So, I again, I had never been to one. So I went to my very first convention at the end of 2012, which was the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which is near Kings Island. <laughs> and then um, after I went to that, as soon as I stepped on the floor, it was like, I don't know. It was like I, I, I stepped into another world. I just felt so comfortable at home like i'm with my people i just felt so so relaxed um and then it's just just all downhill from there so since since that day um i've created about 213 costumes um i've done about probably a, over 150 conventions all around the world and i just it's it's, it's become my passion that is that is awesome um I know. Uh, speaking speaking of your costumes, speaking of all the work that you've done, uh, Michael actually had a question for you. Yeah, um, this is actually related to kind of what you were saying before about how your John Stewart basically took off and uh, kind of took you on this new path. But uh, throughout your cosplaying career, I was just wondering if there have been any costumes that you made that kind of took off and and became more popular that you had anticipated maybe something that you had built because you know maybe you were really into it and didn't know that a bunch of other people were just as into it as you were something like that um i guess actually a a lot of them um so the thing with me is as long as i think i'm going to have fun making it um that's all that matters. I don't actually have to be in love with the character or know actually anything about the character. If I just happen to see, you know, the character, like, scrolling through Facebook or whatever, and I see a picture of the character, I'm like, oh, man, that looks kind of cool. I kind of want to do it. I'll, I'll research the character a little bit, but it's all about the creative process. So um, there's been characters I've done where they've taken off and – I don't know anything about the character, you know what I mean? But um, I think the first character I did that kind of went viral was Spawn. Um, when I did the Spawn costume and I posted the first photo, like, within an hour, it was like a thousand shares. And I was just, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was just, I was blown away. 
Um, so that was the very first costume. And then um, probably, I mean, out of the 200 and some costumes I've done, I would say at least, at least 60 of them, 60 to 70 of them have pretty much taken off. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's because it's just that well done that people enjoy it, or if it's just because, um, I hate to say it kind of like this, but because you reach a certain point where people expect whatever you do, it's going to be good. So mm -hmm. if it's not good, they just automatically say, oh, it's good. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So you kind of hit that doubtful phase a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes mm -hmm. sense, but kind of makes sense to me. I, I totally, I totally understand that because it's like, um, what's a, what's a good comparison? Um, uh, Jim Lee. It's one of my favorite comic artists of all time. There is a cover that he did of um, I forgot who it was, but they were rescuing. It was Cyborg. And he's rescuing a child. He's holding the child in his arms, and the child looked like a football. Like literally, it looked like he had drawn a football player, and it looked like he's holding this child that looks like a football. And like running through, it's like, are you gonna are you gonna throw him on the ground? That's gonna be terrible. And our co-host Dan, who unfortunately couldn't be in this episode, he defended that episode, put that cover to the life of him, and it's one of the worst comic covers I've ever seen. But because it's by Jim Lee, automatically he's like, no, this cover is awesome. And I'm like, Jim exactly. Lee drew a football child. Oh, God. Exactly. I'm going to look up Jim Lee football child now, and I'm going to be really, really disappointed if I don't find it. Everyone's <laughs> going to Google that right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, exa it's exactly that. Yeah. I mean, to me, honestly, I don't... I've, I've never worried about what other people think. Like, if people think it's terrible, that's fine. Like, tell me it's terrible. I don't care. But... Um, I don't want false praise. Like, don't praise me just because. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Praise me because you really, really like it. Man. Mm -hmm. Well, alright. So then in that case, then it's like, <laughs> what is a cosplay? And then just, um, and maybe like, just describe the process of it, of, of a sort, because like, we could always post it up later, um, just to kind of source on it uh for the uh, audience but like what's a cosplay that for you you thought would take off off real well like it like like it would get a lot more reception than it did and it just didn't but it's it kind of felt good because like you, it, you knew it was like does that make sense a little bit like like yeah, you knew no, it was no, good was, you know so uh, like what was the cosplay of yours that, that you would you would think about because honestly I, I know what my favorite of yours is um but I want to I'm, I'm I'm curious of because you said sixty like six zero right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure um, <laughs> that it was six zero, not sixteen six zero. Um, wow, sixty cosplays and plus now there's a plus sign next to that, right? Well, I mean I've I've done two hundred and thirteen total, but I would say sixty sixty is what I would say kind of like hit home with people. Two hundred and I mean that yeah. cost deserved. Like we're all just kind of just sitting here, just saying like, do That's we know? Awesome. 
do, do we know 213 characters we want to cosplay? I mean, like, I think I have, like, 10, like, personally, like, that I enjoy cosplaying, but, like, wow, 213. But, but, but that's your question, though. Back to the um, question. I'm thinking, um, so a cosplay that I thought that would hit a little bit harder than it did. Um... You know what? Probably, all right, I'm, it's, it's rather recent. Um, probably the Sweet Tooth, the Twisted Metal. Mm. Um, I had so much fun doing that costume. And so I, if you if you haven't seen it, basically, and I don't know, have, does everyone know what Twisted Metal is? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twisted Metal Black was awesome. I love that yeah. game. Oh, twist! Oh, smell black is amazing. <laughs> um, so I did Sweet Tooth, um, Needles Cane, and I did the character, but also um, I had a hoverboard, one of those hoverboards, and I bought a um, oh. attachment to turn it into like a go kart. So I built the Sweet Tooth ice cream truck, and I could sit in the ice cream truck and ride around, and I'm basically cosplaying as an ice cream truck. That's awesome. And I have so much fun doing that. It's so much fun driving around it. And I have like my um I have my phone hooked up to um like a Bluetooth speaker and and I play like a creepy ice cream truck music song. And this is so much fun. I think that one, um I don't know. I, that one I was really proud of. It didn't I guess it didn't take off as much as I thought it would, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still had fun with it, and I still it's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, like, so, like, in that, what, do you think the fun of it was more of the fact that you got to play? More, like, it was more about the play than it was about the costume at that point for you. Um, I think it was more about the creation of it because. Oh. Okay. Yeah, just thinking about that was my first time making uh, like a. Like I'm I'm cosplaying a truck, an ice cream truck. <laughs> like I'm literally cosplaying an ice cream truck. Like just the idea of that is crazy to me. But um yes, yeah, so just making it. And not to mention, um that was that was like right was it? Yeah, it was like right after my um appendicitis, my second appendicitis. So I was Ooh. recovering from that. And um yeah, so just being able to make that and and I don't know, it was just fun. I loved it. And just to let people know um, what Sweet Tooth is, just to kind of create a visual, because I mean, we've said that we've talked about, we talked about that we understand what you're talking about. I'm personally, I need to, uh, I, I need to find a picture of you doing this because I'm just because because you're saying that that you're cosplaying a, 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 a ice cream truck, but um. Fire? Can we talk about fire? Like right now? <laughs> was that a part of it? Because like, uh, like I can't find it right now myself. So like no, of your I, cosplay, like I know what it looks like, but I'm just trying to envision what this. Oh, just to let you, people know. So let, let's describe the character. Um, we have a homicidal clown. Like just think of your nightmares and um the the like the um the like for hair like like nice hairline, but like for hair just flames straight up and yeah yeah 
And remember, this game was rated. Yeah. This game was wasn't rated mature either. So it's like, hey kids, go play your car game. But it's like, well, that got terrifying fast. It was yeah yeah. If if you are, Sweet Tooth is one of those characters. If you are, if you have a phobia of clowns, yeah, he definitely just he takes it. Like he's yeah, he's gonna take you there. But again, it's it's the, it's the ice cream truck. It's just it's ridiculous. And I, I made the um. <laughs> On the side of the ice cream truck, I made a list of flavors, and it, you know the flavors were like, I don't know, like like uh, Rocky Roadkill, and just like just stupid stuff like that. And this, I don't know, I just. <gasps> I found is that something it. from I the game, or did you just make that? Did you just make that up, or is that from the game? I never played that one. No, I just. You're terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm, 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 I'm just reacting. You look terrifying. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like, I mean, but like, so like with that, like, I mean, knowing that you are that that that's that that terror, like, oh, that that just speaks to your particular passion on that. Like, you know, just kind of like just your, you know, you see the character and you're just like, ah, and that sparks the thing in your brain to go say like, I must make this thing now. Um. And like I, I don't know, it, it it's crazy. Like I, I I don't know, Ian. Like for you, like what is what is it like to kind of come across stuff like that for you? Like when you like actually see, um, like a care like a character, and like you can either that either you have a passion for or that you can see the cosplayer has a passion for. Like I don't know. Like do you understand what the kind of thing I'm oh, talking I about? Totally under, I totally understand. There was a um, a Cyclops cosplayer. I can't remember his name. But you guys have probably all seen him because he just did an Archangel cosplay that was in New York Comic Con. And he looked like the comic book. He looked like the comic book on, on page. But that and the Cyclops, not only did he do a picture-perfect Cyclops, picture-perfect Archangel, but the thing that just makes it that much better is that he brings his little girl who as Kitty Pride for every convention that he goes to. Uh-huh. And, like, this guy literally recreates the comic characters for the people is cosplay because me and my girlfriend we met him at um hill country comic-con and then i said oh yeah check out this archangel and she said that is freaking awesome and i said yeah that's the cyclops you met what what the hell because it was that kind of cosplay kind of like what you do where you just look completely different in everything every costume that you do each costume it's more about the identity of the character and the co- individual cosplay Instead of trying to be the person cosplaying that you're the you're that you're just that character. I'm going to take it a little bit further. So one thing I always I do like to preach is making that character your own. So you take any character, you take Batman, and depending on the artist, the director, the actor. Um, the writer, whoever it is that's doing Batman at that time, Batman has been seen and drawn, you know, 10,000 different ways. But the one thing that remains the same is it's Batman. So I try and, I try and make that character my own. Like to me, cosplay is nothing more than your fan art of that character. So you are the director so you can make that character however you see fit. So, you know, and when I first started, you know, people say, well, oh my God, it's a, it's a black Batman. Batman's not black. Well, okay, but 
Batman could be black and Earth, you know, 298. Mm. You know what I mean? He's still <laughs> Batman. He's not the Batman you, you've, you know, you've seen, but he's still Batman. So I, I just, I always like to preach that it's, it's not so much about bringing the character um, to life that you see on comics, which if you can do that, that's awesome. Like, like you said, the one, the Archangel guy, if he, you know, if you can bring that a hundred percent accuracy to life, great and awesome. But to me, my, my goal is to actually make you think that that character always looked like me. That's my mm-hmm. goal. I, to- I totally get that, too, because really it is about, like you said, it's 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 fan art. It's like creating really, that artwork. You want to put your identity in there. Like, right. Greg Capullo's artwork is not going to look like Tom McFarlane's artwork. And that actually ties into the question mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about. Because um, you've done so many, you've done a lot of different characters. But the character that you've done more than, a lot more, you've done many times is Spawn. You've done Medieval Spawn, done Gunslinger Spawn, you've done the traditional Spawn, the Winter Redemption Spawn. I'm a big Spawn fan. I know that's really, really subtle right now. But um, I wanted to ask about that. Now, you said that you, a lot of these characters are characters you all see on Facebook, social media. And you just think they look really cool and you <laughs> want to take, do your take on that costume. Now, are there any particular ones though, that you just, as a fan, you're just like, I want to do this character because I've grown up on this, I've read this, and with that, have you ever found that that makes any kind of difference in the way you come across your costumes, in terms of how you make them, construction, style, everything like that? Um, yeah, I'm going to give two examples, actually. So, my first one is Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is one of my top three favorite characters of all time. So, like I said before, when, when I first got into cosplaying, um, I bought a Spider-Man costume. You know, I just bought it off, like, like Amazon or something. And, um, you know, I wore it to, to events, charity events, and kids loved it. You know, the adults loved it. But if you picture it, that's a 255-pound, <laughs> 6-foot Spider-Man. In was it was you know it I mean? basically like Miles and in, uh, Into the Spider Verse, just no. like cramming it? <laughs> no. Dude, I mean, pretty much. But <laughs> Dude, I was just gonna say it's like craving the I, hunter. No one's fooled. We know you're craving. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly exactly how it was. But oh, wait a minute, I, wait a minute, just it. real, real quick, real quick. Did you or did you not at that point have a dance belt? So it was at that point I found out about a dance belt. <laughs> so all right, that's that's gonna you be. Found a third. out in the hallway. I did. And that's gonna be story a story time. Point. That's gonna be a third point. <laughs> but, um, story time. <laughs> so yeah, it, it got to a point honestly where though I didn't feel comfortable in that suit anymore. And mm-hmm. the thing is. You know, I will always preach, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. It doesn't matter size or anything like that. Can I be Spider-Man right now? Or could I have kept doing it? Yes, absolutely. Can anyone do it? Yes. But personally, I just didn't feel comfortable. And that's the key. You can do it. But as long as you feel comfortable, you know, like I, I feel comfortable doing Link from Legend of Zelda. I'm Again, I'm still the same size. But. I just feel more comfortable doing Link than I do Spider-Man. 
So as long as you feel comfortable in what you're doing, that's all that matters. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man is a costume I don't do anymore and I won't do just because I don't feel comfortable anymore, even though it's a, one of my favorite characters. Um, on the other side, though, Black Adam. So, mm, that's nice. That was a really, that's a really nice cosplay that was, you do. That was Very nice. Um, that wasn't the first Black Adam I did. Um, so mm. when I, again, when I first started, like the first year, I made a Black Adam costume, and I was not happy with it. I think I posted one photo of that, mm. and I was just like, mm. nope, I just, I don't like the way it looks. And that's kind of when I learned that. You know what? Not everything that you see on on comic book pages on a screen, not everything is going to translate well to you. You have to make the costume fit yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, that was a costume I said, yeah, I want to definitely revisit because I love the character so much. I kind of wanted to do it justice in my eyes of what I can do and make it fit me. So mm-hmm. that's what we got now. So like it, but it, well, I mean, I gotta address this the elephant in the room because we're kind of dancing around the topic. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of go into it though. You're saying a lot of good points here, you know that that apply like you know saying like cosplay is fan art, right? Um, right. do what makes you feel comfortable. Um, right. do what makes you feel that you are translating this in a way that's genuine to you. Right. Um, but. There is, you know, CWB, you know, cosplaying while black, and um, the discussion about, you know, cosplaying a character versus a skin tone. Um, it's and people's thoughts on that. I really appreciate the fact that so far in this conversation we've kind of touched on that, and especially Ian touching on that, um, the fact that like. If we if we can accept like you know different artists coming in and giving their interpretations, why are we having such an issue here um, in cosplay? And um, I've seen many different black cosplayers, uh, myself included, uh, take different approaches to mm-hmm. things. From like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and cosplay Adam, like you're your He Man, with a blonde wig. I'm gonna cosplay Adam with a fro. Both of y'all exist, and both of y'all, I will, I, you know, um, you know, I can't make too explicit comments on it because, you know, it, like, uh, is this a family show? I don't think so. I cuss a lot, but still, everybody listening knows where my brain was about to go. So I'm just saying, I like both my universe. Um, I really have to go away from this to back to the series topic at hand. All right, so back to this though. It's, it, I got you know, what you're I got you do. So like so I'm glad we we laugh and having a little bit of lightness on here, but this is an issue. This is an yeah. issue. It really truly is. Um, uh, and so like really curious about like your thoughts on that and any anybody else that I mean I have thoughts obviously, but like and anybody else that might want to chime in on that from their own perspectives and kind of you know what it's like going to cons, seeing you know you know cosplayers. Is it COC cosplayers of color? Um, yep. <laughs> um, it like you know seeing that and like you know, but also seeing the other side of people or maybe even hearing things like comments being made and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so open floor. Um, I'm gonna say like from a personal experience, 
when I first started, um, you know, people would always suggest and say, oh, man, like you should do Cyborg. You should do Luke Cage. You should do Blade. You should do. And they were just suggesting, you know, predominantly traditionally say black characters. And at first it threw me and I was getting upset. But then it kind of hit me where, you know what, what they're doing is they're suggesting characters that they love, that they truly do love, and that they mm. just believe that I can bring to life the way they, they want to see it. All right, cool. Mm. But the more I started doing what I wanted to do and the more that people saw that this is my passion, the more people saw that it's not about exactly that, bringing characters to life as you see them, but, but making the characters your own. Mm-hmm. Now I get suggestions for you, whatever, female characters, white characters, Asian characters. Like there's no, there's no limit. So I think. So what I tell a lot of um, cosplayers is getting into, and, and they kind of have this issue. And I always tell them, listen, like, do what you love, but don't limit yourself. Don't actually think that you have to stay in this stay in this box because again it's your fan art like storm like i just did storm storm i know you did dude that that was awesome i mean storm's a you know black female why can't Mm -hmm. storm be a a black male and Mm -hmm. then even even actually there was a post um i saw somewhere um someone had was she was looking up um Storm cosplayers, and she came across a bunch of uh, white girls cosplaying as Storm, and they didn't do blackface, mm-hmm. but they just did the Storm costume, and they looked awesome, and there was so much mm-hmm. positivity, you know, for them because they, you know they didn't do blackface, they just represented the character as they saw as you know using their own skin tone. There's still Storm, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key is 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 being yourself. Hang homage to the character that you love, but mm-hmm. you also have to take into account um, the the social the social issues going on. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I know the whole blackface issue comes up a lot, and predominantly it's because of overseas cosplayers because they're. Yep. 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 I mean, let's face it, honestly. What they experience overseas, and I, I when I go when I go overseas, I see it. It's not what we have. It's yep. a totally different perspective. Yep. But um, that's the first thing you got to realize. The second thing you have to realize is uh, how can I say it? Well, I mean, it's like it's no different than like for I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, in terms of like, you know, you got, you know, you got these overseas cosplayers who will see a black character no different than like a blue character. Like, you know, they they would just as likely, you know, do mystique and make sure that their skin is blue versus, you know, and, and then do storm and then make their skin black. Um, now this is going to be my argument towards that. And literally like, um, like it, it's. Again, this is open forum for anybody else to jump in on the co- uh, the conversation, but I just have to say it's like um, 
I have that kind of that, that you know that uh, I, I don't I don't even like Game of Thrones, so sorry if, if everyone else does. But like, um, but it's that serious. But it's that meme phase. It's the meme phase. It's like the serious. This uh, what what is that chick's name? The um, the chick that sp- speaks Dothraki. Like, what is her name? Khaleesi. Khaleesi, yeah. It's like it's, is that face is that the face of like, but really like I, like that? I like you know mm, or. For uh, if people who don't watch Game of Thrones have no idea who Khaleesi is, I'm um, just think of Thor in um, uh, Ragnarok when he looks at Banner and he's just like, "But really, did you that yeah. face?" I look at that to overseas class players because I'm just like, "You had chance. You had a chance to at least Google what this might wind up being yeah. like for you." So it's just kind of like the the ignorance that I would be granting that I would do that maybe 20 years ago. But now you have internet. True, you're right. You're so, right. so like I mean, that's kind of like where it, it and, sucks. It sucks yeah. because in a perfect world, I, I've seen it done. Where in a perfect world, I can sit there and say, "Oh man, like her makeup skills are on point. Like that is amazing." In a perfect world, I should be able to say that. But it's not a perfect world, and because of the history and because of everything that's happened, it goes back to exactly what you just said. We should know better, and we should actually – I mean, there's no excuse for not for not knowing what you're doing. So it's, I, do, I, I do see your point, though, in terms of, like, perfect world, like, I would like to just acknowledge the skill set. And the, the thing about it also is, like, I think there's room for that. Like – if you're saying, like, if you were just saying, like, to say, look, like, you have, like, some kind of dis- disclaimer or something of saying, like, look, this is, like, th- there are people who talk about all kinds of controversial topics. They do that from a, that very, like, rigorous way of saying, like, look, I know what this is a controversial topic. Here's a disclaimer. We're going to be talking about this just so you understand that the context of what, you, what, what you're seeing here is. And then if the Internet was to go off and just take a, a snapshot of you and say, like, you're canceled – um, you could always come back saying, all right, thank you for trying to cancel me, but you take this out of context. You've you know taken out this entire, you a know, perfect, premise. I think, a, I think a perfect you know? example of what you just said is Tropic Thunder and Robert Downey Jr. Are we going to talk about that? that, that and that movie is amazing. You video this, if you want to video this, because like, because like we can talk about that. Dude, we can talk about that. Because he talked about that. Because <laughs> RDJ talked about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay. I just, I just. That movie is amazing. That makes me happy, and I don't usually like a, ho- a lot of Hollywood comedies, but that movie is that movie is perfect. So yes, we could talk about that. Michael. Michael. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. Okay, so I do too, but uh, <laughs> I really do. I really, I really do love that movie. But Robert Downey Jr.'s character is like hella meta. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's just the thing is that if like. And, and I agree with what his I, well, actually, now I shouldn't say I agree, but I don't know. Like I, in his own comments, he didn't really talk about it. Of saying like, could that be done today? No, it can't. I, I don't think it could have been because it's just it, not the way it was done, but the way that it was done was very progressive for the time it was done, and that's that's why that meta worked was because. They unpacked that at, like within the narrative, 
and within the context, and they actually showed that, like as you were talking, that that over because a lot of times when people talk about the character, they just say that it was a white guy playing a black guy, and it's like no, it was an Australian doing that. There's a very interesting portion of that, but the other issue that kind of goes into that and who's trying to be super woke about the whole thing. But then if you go deeper into that, it's just like, um, but Australia also has their, they have a lot of issues with their own brown people. (laughs) Like, like, so it's just like, "Mm," you're still kind of missing it. So like, it it was really interesting the way it was done. But anyway, going back to it though, it's just kind of like, you know, um, I'm glad I really appreciate how you opened it up, though, like that that conversation of just saying of like, don't feel limited by it um, and just kind of really just explore it in your passion that way. And that's that's very. It's very that's that's it warmed my heart to hear. I'm just like, oh, that's such a PBS answer. I love it. Can I just say one thing about that? um, If you haven't (laughs) listened to it, you have to listen to the audio commentary because you know how he has a line. About not not dropping character until the DVD commentary. On the audio yeah, commentary for the movie, he does the entire thing in character. And based off how he looks in the movie, he switches it. Like, at the beginning, he's Kurt Lazarus. Then he becomes his character throughout the majority of the movie. And then he becomes Vietnamese. When he becomes a Vietnam Vietnamese farmer, he just starts performing the commentary in Vietnam as a Vietnamese farmer. And then at the end of the commentary, when when you see him in the most painful looking scene ever, tear off his surgery that he's had done, which doesn't make any sense, he becomes Kurt Lazarus again at the end of the commentary. Before I listen to this, Ian, was the Vietnamese accent worse than whatever the hell showed up in Dr. Doolittle? It's the exact Vietnamese accent. That he uses. Oh God! In the movie. Tell me you actually saw Doctor Doolittle. I can't believe you watched Doctor Doolittle. That Welsh accent makes me want to like stab myself in the ears. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Like, it, like it sounds like he's going for Welsh. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing there. I'm Does sorry. Get an A for effort. I don't. No. I'm very sad. Like it's just he kind didn't. of like I thought he was done with the drugs. <laughs> Oh, that's, I was oh, I can't even make that joke. And I'm a terrible human I, being. I love him, I, dude. I love work that he did when he was high as hell. Like, it, I, I love. I, I, he he's ridiculously talented. I support. I support. Like, he doesn't listen to this, but if he never did, RDJ, I support you. If you got real bored and you found us one day, um, I support you and everything that you do and every process in your life. And I probably don't even. You, you know, and you probably got pissed off and shut off. I don't know. But, like, still, I love everything, but, like, that's just... I'm sure he's heard worse about that movie from anybody. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's heard a lot worse, but... That's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, thank you. Th- thank you, Mage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, so Mage, uh, I'm going to reel this back away from that uh, terrible movie. Uh, so... <laughs> Speaking speaking of support, um, I noticed on some of your like social media accounts. I, I apologize, I'm not 100 percent up to date. Mm-hmm. But uh, are are you married or do you have a girlfriend? Because I noticed that you have somebody uh, popping up a lot. Is that somebody? Um, I, uh, I'm not married. No, I do have a girlfriend. Uh, we've been together for 11 years. I hope I got that right. I hope she doesn't listen to this. But yeah, 11 years. <laughs> well, I hope that she does listen to this. Um, 
<laughs> but I was going to say, uh, speaking of support, so uh, my wife, uh, she she's in the cosplay. Uh, I've done a couple of a uh, couple cosplays with her. Um, she she is very good at what she does. And uh, but as mm-hmm. somebody who is categorized as like a cosplay husband, um, I, I, I got to say, like, it does kind of like become a situation where your 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 living situation becomes like more and more dominated by your cosplays and your props and how has your how has your girlfriend responded to that over the years like how has that changed your relationship um i think it went through stages actually so again like she's the one who taught me how to sew and um so she and first of all, let me say, like, we're complete opposites. So she does not, she's not into comics. She's not into video games. She's not into pop culture really at all. She doesn't do, she hates going to conventions. Um, She's just not into any of it. But she appreciates the the creative side of it. And she does see the, you know, the good that I do and, so she's very, very, very supportive. It's just not for her. So when when I first got into it, um, I really wanted her to be involved. So, like, you know, she would try and go to conventions and stuff, and she just couldn't, you know, it was just butting heads with that. But then it got to a point where she wanted to be involved, but kind of behind the scenes. So, like, she would, if, I, if I'm working on something, she would say, hey, you know, can I sew like this for you while you're working on it. All right, sure. Aww. You know, um, so it, it became that. that. And then, then it just got to where I, I'm pretty much doing a lot of stuff on my own. And she's just, she, uh, she just kind of watches from afar and she's happy and she's proud and she shares stuff, you know, but she's just, we, we have kind of our two separate, uh, two separate lives in that type of way. Oh, three cheers for lady mage. Lady May. So things like like you made your like little uh like that go kart that makeshift go kart. Like how how do you go about uh getting the the okay on that? Like if that's um if that's a thing that you have to run by her, just like you know what, I'm gonna make this uh killer clown thing and this is this is gonna be around for a little while. Well that actually worked out in her favor. Because we we just bought a house like six months ago, and so um you know before we were in this like two bedroom apartment, and I had a uh, I had a storage unit. First, first all my costumes were going to my second bedroom, and it got to a point where like the cats couldn't even get in there to use the litter box. It was bad. I just had totes everywhere. It was just terrible. So I got a storage unit. So then I had to get a bigger storage unit, and pretty much I got the biggest storage unit in the area that you can get. So then it got to a point where she's like, you know what? We just need to buy a house. We just need to, we need a house. So, and she's, she's wanting, been wanting to get a house and I was so resistant, but like there was no arguing her logic with it. So it actually worked out in her favor where now we got this big house so I can store my stuff and then she has what she wants. And so it worked out well. So she, no, she's good. Like anytime I'm, I, I have an idea to make something big or stupid or whatever. She's she's 100% good with it. Like she kind of she is actually kind of the one that does kind of reel me in. She's like, "Well, how are you going to transport this?" 
So then I'm like, oh, you're right. I gotta kind of think about that. So yeah, she she she's a realist. Mm. It's kind of like a similar situation with uh, with me and my wife. Uh, like she like she she's more into like the costuming, but uh, I'm more of like the conventional like geek who's been exposed to all this stuff like all of his life. Yeah. And she has like a lot of big ideas for stuff that she wants to do. Like one of one of the first things that we did uh, was like Aquaman and Hawkgirl, and she wanted to do these these giant wings, and like I'm sitting there having to be the one to kind of reel her in about like the practicality of it, <laughs> because uh, you know if if she had it her way, like they would probably like actually fly. Um, yeah, she she's very uh, intense about that sort of stuff, but she's uh, she's very good at what she does, <laughs> and um, I'm sure if she uh, I haven't properly like informed her, but if she knew that I was talking to you right now, she'd be like super excited right now. Uh-huh. She's one of those. She's like one of those ball gown cosplayer chicks. Like that. She's one of them. Like that. Like literally. Yeah. Like you could just like take her back like like two hundred years and she'd be fine. Like that. Like I mean, well, not well, obviously. Well, there's a part that she's a black cosplayer as well, so that that's why I'm just like, oh well, time travel doesn't really work for us very well. That's, but that's kind of funny because she's watching Outlander right now. And so the other day I was asking her, like, what what kind of period, what kind of time period do you think you would like to time travel to? And she's like, well, I'm black, so none of them. Um, I, I always so. say that, too. I'm, I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you'd, you'd like to unless unless you got whatever kind of like and they really still haven't disc- haven't explained how that works totally in Doctor Who. But I don't ask too many questions in that show. But like, anyway, but um, so what's it called? But back to but back to her. She does like these huge uh, like, like these like their um, uh, their Tiana and Nazim. Oh goodness gracious, that was that was that was that was lovely. And so they they've done these they they've done these cosplays before, um, and they're really really big. But it's very interesting because I've also been to their house and I've seen, uh, yeah. <laughs> the totes the the, the totes are, I, I have my own i well, I, I have three i'm very modest i'm very, I only have three but like I've, I've seen i've seen it and so i kind of heard that in his voice a little bit just saying it's stuff it's everywhere <laughs> i would say if if my girlfriend was really really into gospel she'd be like that she'd be the like victorian dresses and yep she yeah she's a seamstress at heart and um so yeah, she's she. That would be her. That would be her style. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But it's Very but it's but it's really cool that like you you're finding that balance with your wife and everything yeah, else. And, and they're amazing together too. Michael and his wife. Oh my god. Jesus. I'm gonna shut That's, up. That always helps, right? I mean, it helps when you have a <laughs> hobby that you love and you have someone who either even if they're not into it, they support it, or even if they are into it. Mm-hmm. And you guys can bounce ideas off each other and stuff like that. And yeah, I think that that's that's a huge thing is being involved. Like right now, she um, so right now we're doing the mask thing. Um, so like I said we work we both work in law enforcement, and um, so she's been making masks for all of our inmates at our at our sheriff's office. So she's done probably about seven hundred masks for the inmates. Plus another like couple hundred for the deputies and just anyone who's asking. So she's like really 100% invested in that. And 
again, I'm not a seamstress, but I'll, you know, I'll go in and I'm, I'm folding stuff and pinning stuff for and stuff like that. So we always kind of bounce, you know, we kind of look after each other and kind of help each other out with whatever projects we're doing. Yeah. And I, that, uh, going back to, uh, kind of like before how we were talking about, like basically, you know, being a person of color and, and cosplaying, um, like I just, I had to chime in real quick and just kind of like relate like a personal story. Cause I, w- I was throwing this out to somebody the other day because, um, I do, uh, I don't know if you ever seen rise of the guardians, that movie with uh, like the Santa Claus and Jack Frost and uh, is that Easter Jack Party. Frost with like the um, the sweatshirt and has like the frost on a sweatshirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did that and uh, I'm Hispanic. So uh, one time I I was I was I never really wear my contacts. I usually wear glasses. I like prefer them. So um, I got these blue like pretty brilliant blue contacts to wear and I never really wear contacts. So I was breaking them in that week before the con and so i went to michael's which is you know where cosplayers live to get all of our crafting supplies and i was checking out and the cashier was just kind of like looking at me and, and, and more of like insisting than than asking was more like uh those aren't your eyes and i was like oh yeah i was just kind of kind of wearing these because uh, i'm doing this this costume and it laid it all out to her and there was this this really awkward moment where she was like isn't he white? Oh. And I'm like, uh, y- yeah. And then she was just kind of like, in this like sarcastically like bad tone, she's like, well, good luck. And I'm like, well, I'll just I'll go I'll go die then. Uh, but th- having those kind of like experiences like has kind of like made me like a little bit hesitant about doing some certain characters, you know. And like when even when Cam was talking about when we did like the Tiana and Naveen one, like there was actually this this moment where I had with like a, a cosplayer. Actually, I don't even know if she was in cosplay. I can't remember that part. But somebody came up to me and was kind of like demanding that I say a certain line from the movie. Mm-hmm. And my wife knows that movie way more than I do. I think I've only seen it like once or twice, and I didn't know exactly what she was talking about. And she did this. I couldn't come up with it. I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. And she just kind of just did this heavy sigh and was like, ah, disappointing. Right. And I was like, wow, that was kind of that was kind of rude. And I know how before you were talking about like you, you don't necessarily do characters that you know a lot about. So do you have any other like similar experiences like that where like you maybe feel like. Um, you let somebody down because you didn't know that character or you felt a little like wind taken out of your sails. You yeah. know what, Yeah, please really do talk about this because this is like as a cosplayer and especially as a female cosplayer, like I feel that. I feel like if I can't cosplay, if I don't know this character, like their backstory, like all the side narratives, like all the rest of the stuff, I sometimes feel like that. Like I feel like I have to go into a con when I'm dressed as somebody like and I, I that I know everything in and out because I never want to be in that position and it's just right. kind of like but at the same time I agree with you I should just you know you should just go with the, sh- the things that you love and the things that you feel connected to so yeah yeah like I'm, I'm very interested to hear like you know what you got to say about that so uh two points so first one about um 
the cashier saying, well, isn't he white? One thing that you got to realize and remember is that 90 to 95 percent of those comments that you get, they're from people outside of the cosplay community. They're people that don't really know what cosplay is all about. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. outsiders. And so especially like even at cons. Well, no, I'm just talking about in general, like, especially like, oh, okay. Posting, okay. you know, posting photos online. Oh, okay. okay, and, okay. You know, you get those type of comments. There's always way more positive out there than negative. You're always going to have those comments of, well, isn't he supposed to be white? And But you're going to have those, you know, those type of comments. But like I said, they're, they're typically from people who don't know about cosplay. They don't know about the community. They don't know what it's about. So you got to, re- you know, kind of remember that. The second thing, and this goes with the girl who, you know, was kind of disappointed that you couldn't mm-hmm. recite any lines. This community, cosplay community, the convention community, period, it's a very, very, very social hobby, right? Mm-hmm. But it's full of socially awkward people. And that's why we get each other and we understand each other. But that's why we have to be patient with one another because every single one of us have a has a story. We have a past. We have something, a quirk. You know what I mean? And that's why we're in this and because we feel comfortable in some type of way. So you always have to think that there's, there's someone's stories there. So be patient. Be, you know, be a little bit more kind. Don't always be rushed to you know, be angry and stuff. There might be something else going on. You know what I mean? Mage just said we all have a quirk. I don't know what mine is, and I hope I don't have to eat someone's hair. (laughs) (laughs) I am all... Thank you for laughing! (laughs) So, I I wanted to... to, Sorry. I I wanted to ask you about something. Because we haven't brought this up. You brought this up briefly talk about storm and that's about that's about crossplay and i i know like recently i've seen more and more from you like from storm laura laura croft what what made you think this is an awesome idea i want to do this idea let's make it more awesome um i guess really just kind of challenging myself and just seeing a character and saying I like this character. Or I like something about this character. I just want to do this character. So if the character's female, Raven. Raven's one of my favorite characters of all time from DC Comics, uh, Teen Titans. I love Raven, so I just thought, okay, well, I want to do Raven. Well, okay, I'm going to do Raven. I know this. Do I want to do, like, a very feminine Raven? Do I want to do a very masculine Raven? Do I want to kind of do an in-between? Um, I guess it becomes just a challenge of just figuring out how I want to bring it to life in my own eyes. But I'm going to go back to the last thing was um, about trying to become the character and, and knowing the ins and outs of a character. So even though I always tell people just do what you want, I also say you should always at least do like a Wikipedia search or something of that character. So even if you don't, know anything about the character just do a quick youtube search a quick like like wikipedia just read up on a character for two reasons one you're always going to run into someone a fan a kid adult whoever 
who's going to love that character. And they're going to want to have a small conversation with you about that character. So you want to at least have a working knowledge of something with that character. You know what I mean? Like a phrase he says or something like that. It, it doesn't matter. You don't have to go like into a deep history, but just something that you can say to make that person smile. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be big, but just something. Just have a working knowledge of something about the character. Mm-hmm. And then number two you want to research is for posing. So I think that's something a lot of people don't really think about is you make this costume, you're spending this money, you're 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 spending this time making this costume or, or buying it or whatever it is. You're 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 in it, you look awesome, you go to a convention, you get your photo taken, and when you see the photos and you're just you kind of just like you're you're square, you're just sitting there smiling, and that's it. If you were to actually be a little bit more animated, if you were doing a pose that the character would maybe do or something like that, nine times out of ten, you're going to make that person who's taking that photo happier. And when you look at that front photo, you're going to be 100 percent happier. So doing a little research on a character, at least, you know, OK, someone wants my photo automatically. You're just going to go into a pose or whatever that character might do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just it's better for you. It's going to be better for the person taking the photo. So again, researching the character just a little bit is, you know, it's going to be beneficial for everyone involved. Obviously, you don't have to go, you know, deep into history and stuff like that. But again, just like a working knowledge about something, you know, like a phrase or whatever. Exactly. Now, funny thing is, I do have a follow up for that because speaking of um, obsessiveness, lore, and quirky people. You were you cosplayed Goliath from the Gargoyles. Yes. And as a hardcore Gargoyles fan, we are a weird, weird part of the fandom. What was how was your reaction? Because because I because I missed the gathering of the Gargoyles. It's just so this camp is having yeah. a stroke. Is she okay? That's how excited she is. She's actually she's. I, she is alive. You guys so. can meet. You're you're, ta- you're talking about the reaction to it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm reacting. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm reenacting it. This is a reenactment. This is a reenactment. Like, it it's just you know you know it's just it it uh, there are other noises I could have made. That's the one I chose, and I just went to stroke. Fine, stroke is fine. I, I'm not. I, listen, I have no complaints. I thought it was awesome reaction. Thank you. You're welcome. But go ahead, keep keep talking about gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, you know, all right. Actually, that was one I didn't I I didn't think it was going to get that type of reception. Like I I knew you know it's a popular show, cool. Um, it's a character I love. Um, wanted to do, but I just didn't think I didn't think it was going to get that type of reception. So, I yeah, that's it. Um. However, unfortunately, that's a costume I can't wear anymore. Why? So, you know how you might drink, like, your favorite alcoholic beverage, but one night you just get too drunk on it and you throw up, and now, like, the smell of it, you just can't can't even take it no more? Um. So, the last time I wore it was was, uh, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. And that weekend, I had the flu. I was so sick. And I wore that costume. I was so sick that day. And just now, thinking about putting that costume on, I just, 
I get queasy. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you, there are ways to fix that. I know there are ways to fix that, but that's so sad. The only, oh honestly, the, thinking about it, the only way to fix it is just to kind of like redo it or do something different with it, just to, so it's not the same. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, I, I, have, a, I, I have a couple degrees in psychology and like used to be a counselor, so I, I'm literally thinking about ways of fixing it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> of like not having the reaction. I'm like systematic desensitization. Um, I'd say 12 to 24 sessions at a biweekly. Like, but that's literally what went through my head. Well, but like, <laughs> thinking, because you, that weekend, that's the weekend I also also did Skeletor that weekend. And again, to, that day, to this ass. day, I I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. But I redid Skeletor, and I just modified like some small things with it, mm-hmm. and now I can wear it again. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. If I just like tweak some things, I don't know, then I, I should be fine with it. Psychologically checks out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so Nate, you're you're kind of you've kind of blown up so big. I just have to ask, is, did you get a response from Keith David on that one or no? I have it, but actually it's funny because um, a guy I know, he wanted me to be, um, he was doing an Amazon Prime movie, and uh, he want, he cast me as one of the main characters. Well, hmm. he, had, he was in the toss, he was talking with Keith David to play a speaking role as one of the other lead characters. So... Like, I was, like, this close to, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of in there with Keith. And then the whole coronavirus thing happened. And, oh, yeah. Man. God damn it. The new COVID! Uh, pretty much. Shakes fist at Sky. <laughs> so, so Dude, sharing a film credit with Keith, Keith David is, that, is, is cool. That's that cool. That was awesome. Yeah, well... We'll I'm sorry, Ian. What am I? What am? What am I not doing? No, well, I was gonna say, Cam, as you shake your fist thusly, I know you had another picture. Uh, another picture. Another question for um, for um, Mage. That's what we'll call him today. That's what we'll call you today. Mage. What? What would you call him? Did you call him stencil? What? What? What I do said, we have, Bob? I said what? Mage. I said you had a question. Mage. Yes. Uh, well, I'm always full of questions. You know this. Um, Are but you, uh, questionable. Wow. Well, I. I like so enraptured because you you brought up gargoyles and then he talks about he almost had a film credit with Keith. That is badass. Like, look, I I, I can my brain can only do so much. It's not that good. Oh, I mean it is, but still. Question was, (laughs) um, question was is because, um, as I've kind of dropped here, um, professional lives. You know, people have professional lives outside of the, you know, the fun that we go off and have on the internet and at conventions. And, um, as, you know, we do too, like when we're not sitting here, you know, going, you know, doing what we're doing here on the podcast. And I've actively told my, uh, uh, my therapist repeatedly not, like, I refuse to tell her what podcast I'm on. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, no, you are my safe space, not my podcast. My podcast is where I go crazy. Um, what? It's yeah, yeah, no, but like still, but it's more entertaining and it's for other people. Um, professional lives. When people find out, because I've I've had to manage that a couple of times uh, with some uh, not not shut up, not 
know that shall thou shall not be named um, employers, um, you know, kind of managing that, like to say, okay, so you're a nerd. Like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Oh, hold on. You're a huge nerd. Yeah, I'm a huge nerd. Hold on. When we Google you, what is it? Why are you green? Like that kind of thing. So you've tr- like you've dropped like you know um that's why I, I i try to stay as low key as i can on this and go by a different name um but you are a police officer yeah what does that look like on that field and just to kind of keep it like like i mean i've never lost a job over it but i know some people do and because they just don't manage it well um but like for you like it's it you know it's what was you know what was it like you know when your coworkers first found out like you know like like hold on whoa yeah. you do this on your and like in the downtime or even those who you know like when it as it became like a hobby and then it became more like what does that process look like for you and um, any kind of tips for people out there who have those concerns they're like I would cosplay but I. You know, I have this job, or I would get involved right. in the geek community, but I have this job. Like, what is your what is your take on that? Um, so it, it's it's you know, honestly, it's going to differ between everyone's situation. So with me personally, first of all, I'm just going to say cops are dicks. That's just <laughs> that's what we are. We're that's just that's just in our nature. Like we're dicks. Um, we you know we we tease, we rag on each other. We you know that's just how we are. So when I first started um, cosplay, it was, you know, I got teased a lot. Oh, my God, you're dressing up in spandex, blah, 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 you know, that type of stuff. And then as time went on and I started doing more and more, um, especially with the charity, the charity aspect, you know, it became, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's that's pretty cool. Like, like what did you do this weekend? And then when I started doing conventions, it became more of, oh, man, well, like, who did you meet this weekend? And then now with like superhero movies becoming more popular and just that whole got a geek culture becoming more you know mainstream and it's more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh man, like my kid's having a birthday party. Can you stop by or hey, <laughs> there's a convention coming up. Can you help me with my costume? And so it's it, it's it's totally like a 360 now. But um, mm-hmm. it was it was a process like. It, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of like um, it was almost like kind of going through high school or middle school again where you kind of get bullied. I don't want to say bullied, but, you know, you just kind of get teased a little bit. Um, and then the, when, the te- when the teasing starts to become old, they start to gravitate more towards you and start to become, I don't know, you start to become, they start to become more accepting of it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's actually really cool now. Like now, you know, like, um, my sheriff loves what I do. He loves that, you know, how positive he loves my, my social media impact. So she, he's always asking me to do stuff. Um, the community knows that I cosplay, like I'm always in the news and cosplay and stuff like that. So even mm-hmm. if I run into a situation where <laughs> someone that is arrested or whatever, like recognizes me like, Oh my God. Yeah. A Batman. You're Batman, yeah. You know, it's like it, it just happened. It's I got arrested by Batman. Yeah, like my my life is totally public. Um, I actually I just did another podcast, and it was an interesting question. The, the thing that is 
kind I got to kind of be careful on is more of the kind of risque type stuff because I have, and this is, you know, when I first started cosplaying, the, the charity aspect was my focus. And mm. then it become became more of an artistic standpoint where it's 50% about the charity aspect and being able to give back, but then mm. also 50% about the the art, art of it. Where now I just want to be myself. And mm. so I'm like I'm promoting more body positivity and type of that type of stuff. So it's like one day I'm kind of half naked on social media, but then the next day I'm at a children's hospital doing something where it's, it's I have to be, I do have to walk a fine line and be careful of not mm-hmm. to cross a line of, um, of what's appropriate and what's not. You, you kind of understand what I'm saying? I do. I, I, de- I definitely do. You know, you all, I think everyone has to realize that. And, and if you're in a type of job that, you know, they don't want that type of publicity, they don't want, then, then you know what? That's your job, man. That's your first and foremost. Like if, yeah. if my sheriff came to me and said, Hey, Hey Mike, um, I, I don't want you doing this or that. Then you know what? Mm-hmm. Right then and there, I got to make a decision. Which one is more important? My bread mm-hmm. and butter or, or my hobby that, you know, I can tweak a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I've been lucky where no matter what I do, they support 100% because they know where my heart is with it and they know they know what I'm doing with it. Mm. Oh, that... Well, then I, now i got to ask the, the follow-up question to that, which is this. Because, um, as, and as you guys have been listening so far, you know, you, you know, he, he says he's so boring. Oh, it's so, so boring. So, I... um, make a wish <laughs> um, in terms of like wonderful organizations that you work with um question is do you know how many wishes that you fulfilled so far and the follow-up question to that what was the funniest like really that every time you look back on that wish it just makes you just like chuckle like it because it just was totally something unexpected about it like what's something that that's been great that's kind of really kept you kept 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 Um. things light you know you know, I actually I don't know. I, I, I don't really keep count of anything like that. I do know and I will say, um, I'm one of the I'm one of the only actually I think I am the only uh African American Batman wish granters. Oh, and wow. that's wow. that thing. Um but just oh, dropping man, it like, like it was like it was like it was nothing. Okay. Like real life Batman. Like actual <laughs> police officer. Like that—that that was in my notes. I was gonna say that. I was gonna—I was gonna say at some point in time you were like Batman, but in reverse. Like you—you—you you, you are what Batman wishes that he could be, which is a police officer by name and then just dress dress up by night. Um, but like, detective he was, though, man. This is true. Is well, it, well, yes. We could, that could, that's a whole episode. That's a whole episode. Like episodes. Uh, what's it called? But um, but. That's so, that's been awesome that, that you're the only, like, you know, African American Batman. That's that's yeah. wow. Like, Ian, you have something to say. I know you have something to say to that. I'm just that is, thank you for doing that. <laughs> for, first off, that is freaking awesome. Um, second, um, for just all the charity work that you've done, how you use this your this hobby and created something so positive out of it. 
I want to say thank you because that's that is awesome, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that. Also, I'm pretty sure you're just actually Batman in real life, so there you go. And apparently, the audience that we don't have yet because the shows have been uploaded, they're happy as hell. So we did something right. You did something right. I can't oh, yeah. tell you my secrets about how I created an applause by myself. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, it sounded it. interesting. I. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll tell you. It's with my feet. I did it with my feet. Uh, people don't know. Really it's impressive. Yeah, it's really it very, very silly story about a child who spends too much time alone. Anyway, back to charity work. <laughs> and a pl- and round of applause for that. So, yes, definitely. Like, it. Def. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying that also for me, for a, th- for a thank you, is because my niece, uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia uh, last uh, year. And I got to see really firsthand kind of. Uh, what these children go through and it's um yeah thank you definitely thank you because like sometimes it's just it's the little things it really is the little things that make a huge impact and you're not and and on top of it you're not little so like it's just it's just like you are a walking comic book character oh my god like I, i thank you just thank you for providing that experience and that just think yep thanks thank you it is a win-win like honestly like i get to i get to create and dress up and have fun but then i actually you know i'm able to give back to and whatever i can whether it's raising money or actually hands-on doing something and doing a visit it's just a win-win but um even like right now man like that's one reason i, I love this community is have you seen like the the floods of people cosplayers who either a they're you know they're making masks for like first responders and just people in general, but b they're doing like the um like the online like uh, virtual like birthday parties where they'll you know sit down and read to the kids or they'll just do shout outs and stuff like that. It's just I don't know. I think in the past two years i've seen so many cosplayers come out and just wanting to get involved with the community more and that's i don't know that's amazing to me wait hold on we're backing up right now because i'm about to call out a whole bunch of cosplayers i know um yeah like miss jasmine strange and uh yeah the people that i know real friends of mine i'm gonna say excuse me uh where's your live video <laughs> I want to see that. That that is well. Again, that's uh, she might have already done it, but um, just and like oh goodness, now I, you now oh my goodness, you've created a list for me. I'm gonna I'm li- I'm literally gonna call out a whole bunch of people, and there's gonna be like, what did you do? What are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, you should, it's COVID. What else are you doing? Um, but that is cool. That's cool. Well, any particular um. Speaking of shout-outs, any particular cosplayers that you want to say shout-out that you would like to shout-out oh, in terms man. of people people that you've, like, seen, like, especially when it comes to this COVID response? Because you're, like, like you're right. Like, yes, I have – now, in terms of mask-making, yes, definitely. Like, the geek community has really kind of come out on that because all of us, are, oh, yeah. for the most part, you know, we're not afraid of a sewing machine. 
So, um, or a needle, but like, um, it's, um, but with that though, are there any particular cosplayers that you'd like to shout out to say like, you know what, I see, like, I see you, I see what you're doing. And you know, that kind of keeps me. There's, I don't know. I I honestly, uh, this is going to sound cliche and just stupid, but there is so many freaking people that I honestly can't. I just can't call it one person. Like I'm a part of so many different groups. Like I was just added to, um, um, an operation, you know, birthday party group yesterday where again, it's like, it's like 500 to 600 people in this group. And all they do all day long is just, they're saying, Hey, I'm going to be dressing up in Thor. Um, do you know anyone who needs a, a birthday shout out and stuff? Like, <gasps> You know what I mean? It's 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 just it's incredible, man. Like there's so many people, man. I, I there's just the cosplay community in general. Like I I'm just I that's why I'm just so proud to be a part of it. Look at you being answering my question, not thinking you answering my question. <laughs> oh! So what's the name of this group again? So that I can go tag all my little cosplay players, players and say, a, why aren't you doing this? It's called. <laughs> Hold on. I actually... Operation Birthday Party? Is that kind of what you were saying? Yeah, it's uh, Operation Birthday Rescue. Operation Birthday Rescue. Okay. Okay. Like, nice. All right. So there you go. So if... uh, And and again, it doesn't have to be one. You can give me like two if you'd like to or three or four if you like. Any other groups like that that... Oh, okay. There you go. Any other groups like that that you could say, hey, if you're a cosplayer and it's and it's you know and you're looking for stuff to do for COVID, Operation They Rescue, that's awesome. Six hundred. There's also just groups in general. Like one group, one of the actually first groups I ever joined. I I belong to several like costuming groups. Yeah. But um, one of the first superheroes, the kids in Ohio, um, Mm. and they are absolutely amazing one thing i really love about this group is you know we we talk about costuming groups you, you automatically think of like the the 501st like the star wars groups and ghostbuster groups and stuff like that where when you look at their costumes the costumes are like screen accurate you know what i mean they're mm-hmm. you know they have to, they have to adhere to the standards and stuff like that where one thing i really admire about this group is you know you can go to Spirit Halloween and buy a puffy, you know, Superman costume. But mm-hmm. as long as your heart is in the right place and you are the, you know, the embodiment of Superman, that's all that matters. And that's that I really, really love them for that. Like they they constantly every day they're doing something. Even again, even through this, um, you know, they're doing Zoom. Zoom meetings and and Skype private Skype chats and stuff with kids in hospitals and stuff like that. They every day they are doing something. So huge shout out to Superhero Kids in Ohio. Oh, that's so. Cool. Oh, thank you. Oh. Yeah, I just wanted to. I'm passing it off now because I'm about to start crying because y'all being wonderful humans. Making me feel like I'm watching John Krasinski. I can't even say his name. Dude from Office. <laughs> and, and, and can't talk. That dude. Uh, at the age, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, add my thanks to uh, my co-host and uh, kind of 
bring it back to what you were saying before about um, how basically being a geek now is, is almost like it's, it's kind of flipped on its head versus yeah. what we, we kind of grew up perceiving geeks as, uh, especially, you know, those of us who were, you know, born like a, in, in the 70s and 80s and we're growing up and seeing all these like, you know, basically, you know, seeing us being, you know, chased by other kids in skeleton costumes on Halloween. And so when it, when it comes to that and you're talking about how being a geek is more accepted now, but, but bringing it back, what what would you say was like your geek origin? What was it that made you kind of realize that you that you were a geek? Uh, my brother, actually. Um, so my brother is a fantastic artist. And I used to watch him draw. So every day I watched him draw different superheroes and stuff. And one day I saw him draw. He was drawing, um, well, he was drawing his own character, but it was a kind of a um, variation of Yasaki Yojimbo from Ninja Turtles. Dude, mm-hmm. sorry. I've met, I, I've met Sansakai a couple times, and he is amazing. <laughs> we actually had him on our show. Uh, dude, that's awesome. Oh, my God. That, yeah, that, that, all right, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, watching him draw, and, um, you know, I I actually, I would take the, the the his drawings to school, and I'd say, yeah, I drew these guys, you know, and, you know, no one believed me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'd come home, and then he'd just give me some of his comic books and stuff, and then I got into that and start um, watching some of the cartoons and got into that. Like, I was always into the toys, but I never really watched, you know, what the cartoons and the shows were. So it was it was really my brother um, who got me into it. Um, yeah, just took off from there. Did you have any uh, particular comics or maybe, like, animated shows that you really got into? Like, uh, bringing, like for me, I guess I would say when I started to when I was growing up on the, uh, the animated series, uh, hey, my, back when I was uh, Michael, a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, man. You're kind of cutting in and out. Um, let's do a, just a quick countdown and then start with that again. And start where you were. Start at the beginning one more time. Sorry, the sound started to fake cut in and out right there. Okay. Um, three, two, one. So I would say... Basically, what my origin was, was uh, growing up on the Batman, the animated series. So I was going to ask, did you have a particular, like, comic or show that you were into outside of, uh, like, your your brother's work that really drew you in? You know what? I think uh, the first thing, honestly, I remember that I can say, like, yep, this is where I need to be, is there's three different movies. And they're actually just animated movies. Transformers the movie, G.I. Joe the movie, and Care Bears Next Generation. Nice. Those three movies, like, defined my childhood. That's, I, I don't know, I think those were, like, the catalyst of me saying, yeah, like, I'm all in. Care Bears, We have to tell you something. We have to tell you something, man. We just had Buzz Dixon on the podcast. Like yep. the, really? yeah, yeah, from GI Joe fun. the movie, Transformers the movie, yeah, yeah. and the and the was it the Care Bears or I think no he worked on the Care Bears movie too, mm. and we just had him on the uh, we just had him in the podcast like 
a month, one month, month and a half ago. No shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I will like send. I, I will send you the show so you can check it out after we're done. Dude, that was awesome. Ah! Yeah, I didn't was, cry. Those three, man. Those three movies, like, and they still hold up. Like, I, I could just watch them right now, and you know. Yep. Yeah. He was he was sitting there like giving us all this like background information on like how uh, GI Joe was kind of like influencing the Transformers movie mm-hmm. and just uh, giving us all these juicy tidbits and it was awesome. Yeah, That's I, cute. Oh, and, oh. He, and he clarified he verified the whole story of um, Duke where it's like, hey guys, don't worry, Duke's not dead. He is in coma. He had that coma that lasts <laughs> two hours. And now he's cool and everything's okay, and we don't want to make the kids cry because Transformers. <laughs> All right. Hey. All right. Mage, would you like to try yes. something new? Just something yeah. new? I'm gonna call it. I'm, I'm calling it Cam's five question speed round. Oh shit. Okay. DC versus Marvel. Oh. Uh, um. All right. Can I can I have a can I do an explanation? Yes. All right. All right. So. Uh, DC for the characters, Marvel for the stories. You, that's the right answer, Ian. Yeah, that's the right answer, Dan. Whenever you come back, that's the right answer. I can't argue with Michael because you can't beat Phoenix Saga, and you can't beat the Pre Skull War, but you also can't beat the Question because he's amazing, and he's Jeffrey Combs. There you go. Yep. Second question. Sub versus dub. Ah, uh, depends. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, it depends. It depends. Um, all right. It depends on if I'm like on the treadmill. Like when I'm on the treadmill, I have to. <laughs> it's just listen. I just have to have anything. Like I have to be able to read. <laughs> oh wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! That was a plot twist. Hold on. On the ter- treadmill, you you need to read, so you read subtitles. Yes. Anime. Yeah. You are a good human. I like you. I enjoy, I enjoy, this is good. This is good. Next question. Wars versus Trek. Star Wars. Always Star Wars. Star Alliance. Star Alliance. That was the right answer. No, no, Star Wars. No, Star Wars. All right, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Then, all right. Anybody else going to join in on this? Because I got my last two questions. I'm ready. I'm ready. We're ready when you are. Go for it. Cam? I'm here. Go for it. This, this, this is this is traumatic pause. You said oh okay. Traumatic pause. Did you say traumatic or traumatic? This is dramatic. Uh, traumatic. All traumatic. Right. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, people have a problem with silence, especially on a podcast. You're supposed to listen to something, all of a sudden you get to hear like a long break, and you know, because you're you're trying to figure this out. Anyway, last question. No, not last question. Second to last question. So we have, and just to recap. We have depends, depends, and wars. And so <laughs> those are our answers so far. <laughs> okay. Right. Not, not 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 that answer. Not not, not that answer. Okay. 
who is the most intelligent character in all of comic book fan uh, in all comic book canon? Doctor Manhattan. Right answer. Good choice. Oh. Oh. He's, he's so smart. He doesn't even need the people. Last question. Most underrated character in all comic fandom. Oh, most underrated. Now that's. You know what? I think she's underrated. Scarlet Witch. Yep. Scarlet Witch is, is arguably it. the most powerful character ever created, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Dude, I take. Look at House of M. That's Dude. all you have to tell them. Exactly. Look what she did. I mean, it was horrifying, but look what she did. Yep. Yep. She I have five questions. I'm gonna pretend I didn't forget my last two, but I just admitted it, so that's fine. But nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I, I literally forgot my last two because then I can't get my phone open for whatever reason. So that's fine. <laughs> I knew, I knew what the first three were, but I think those were good. So this was a good, like, virgin run of Cam's five question hot takes. That was good. That was good. So, you know. Wait, wait, wait. We'll, that, we'll, was, we'll that was the inaugural? That was the first one? Yep. That's the first time I've ever done it to anybody. Yep. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yes. That's what I said. Try something new. Try something new. We all do this for, to everybody now. I'm on, but I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna tweak it. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. So, so I've got to, I've got to ask you, man. Um, I've, I've met the man. He's, the, as I always call him, the, he's a Canadian who's now an Arizonan. Um, he worked on Spider-Man, he worked, started Image, and he's super, super excitable, super happy, and kind of, kind of in an egotistical way, but you kind of love him for it, you want to hug him. So, yeah. what was it like meeting Todd McFarlane? Um, dude, it was surreal, it was awesome. So, the funny thing about that was, um, when I came up to him, we're talking for a bit, and he goes to, like, hug me. But the spikes that I used on the costume were cake icing tips. So they were actually sharp. Oh, no. And so he ended up stabbing himself. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, ow. Like, I was like, oh, my God, you're going to sue me. This is terrible. Oh, my God. But no, he was awesome, man. Um, it, was, it, was, it was just a really surreal experience. Um, and I remember the first time, and that was, you know, when the, the – the Spawn costume, when I first posted it, it kind of went viral. He um, he commented on it. I remember driving. I was driving from Cleveland, and I got a message on the phone, and I just looked down at the phone real quick, and it said, you know, Todd McFarlane. I swerved. I ended up pulling over, and he actually had liked the, you know, liked the, the picture and commented on it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was that was that was amazing. That's that is pretty awesome. Um, whenever I see Tom McFarlane, like, do you, do you mind? Do you guys mind if I tell my Tom McFarlane story real quick? Go for it. Um, so, um, Cam, Michael, you might remember this. They had an image reunion a while ago at Atomic Comics back when that was still open. They had all the image creators there. Rob Liefeld was there. Jim Lee was there. Wilson Patricio. Eric Larson, Tom McFarlane, everybody was there. And it was surreal because the line is so long and we're in Arizona. And like Jim Lee 
Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri all come out with like a b- entire store with the bo- bo- bottles of water and they pass them out to everybody. And then, um, so we're slowly but surely meeting everybody. And I come up to, to Todd. And, you know, anyone who knows about Todd McFarlane knows about Swan Boza. He, at least back in the day, more so that he's always been kind of known for his ego. And he, I brought him Spawn number five, which is a tribute to his own cover of Spider-Man number one. So in essence, he did a tribute to himself. So I come up to him and I t- I'm talking to him and we're talking about Spider-Man and we're talking about Spawn. And I said, I've always wanted to meet the man who would do a tribute to himself. And I give him the biggest shit-eating grin that I could. And I give him the comic. And he looks at me and he's quiet. He's really, really quiet. It's severe because it's time to throw. And then he just starts laughing. And he says, <laughs> it's, it's just great. It's great to meet you, man. He just shakes my hand. And it was possibly the best experience <laughs> I've had. And having known people who've worked for Todd, um, apparently that's how you make a good impression on him. Because if you act like a, if you act super passive, if you act like you're, like you're putting him on the, on a, on like a, on a plateau, mm-hmm. he won't give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. But if you're kind of a smart ass and you're kind, and you basically do something you know, just do something completely unexpected, like just show up dressed as Spawn and accidentally stab him in your shoulder. Um, he, that's when he's like, that's when he, that's when he actually gets a good impression off somebody, and that's when he'll actually act like himself and not like the Tom McFarlane that you see on basically the Tom McFarlane show, aka the Spawn the animated series intros, because you got to watch the show <laughs> with the lights off. <laughs> oh God. I actually started uh, rewatching that uh, recently, <laughs> and those intros were where they were something else. Hey guys, it's me, so Tom gotta, McFarlane. You, guys, you gotta watch the lights uh, off. Sorry. Do you guys actually think that the movie's gonna happen? Do you think he's really gonna get it off the ground? No, I, I really don't. I wish it would happen, but I remember his whole concept. He's had that concept for that movie for twenty years. And I don't want that movie. Yeah. I don't want a movie where Spawn is just hiding out in the background while uh, while Sam and Twitch are just doing things. Although I will say this, yeah. the Sam and Twitch comic book was better than like 90% of the issues of Spawn. Because mm. that was back before Bendis just didn't know how to write Superman. It was a good time. And now Bendis is coming, and that and that was a sad time. I think it'll happen, but I, I think it's actually, I, you know what? It, it he's better off going to like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. I mean, and I think his ego that what exactly what you said that's what's going to be the that's the problem. Yeah, I don't know why he wants to direct the movie when he's never directed anything. Ooh, hot take. I mean, we've got like uh, James Cameron taking forever to make Avatar two, so there's there's some hope. But uh, yeah. maybe McFarland needs to chase you know James Cameron down for some of that money and be like, hey, you're taking forever making this movie. Can you just maybe spot me like a couple million? Back then the again, day. if if it's if it's if it is what it if it is what it sounds like though, then there's that ego. 
you know, we know sometimes egos in movies should not make movies. I'll give you Southland Tales and The Room. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, just sometimes, money, always, money, always, and passion don't make don't make art. <laughs> we always end up talking about Southland Tales. I don't know how that always happens. <laughs> it's beautiful because pimps don't commit suicide. God damn it. <laughs> Michael, you know this. You know this. I'm either gonna talk about uh, talk about anime for like at lo- least ten minutes straight at our per- at our guests or at y'all or Southland Tales. What you gonna do? Jesus Christ, Southland Tales. Um, Tetris. Like it's just you know, it's what it I'm is. Gonna, <laughs> Mage, I'm gonna try to bring us away, bring us back from that uh, uh, anime uh, pimp suicide. Uh, Abomination <laughs> that we're veering toward. Child love its okay, best character. So. <laughs> we mentioned it once and it was sub versus dub. That's it. That's all. I, it, okay. So, uh, so we're we're gonna try to do, uh, bring this to a close here pretty soon. But I wanted to uh, ask, like, uh, for our sakes and for the sake of your fans and everybody out there who's listening, um, basically, what, what costumes are you working on that are that are be coming our way pretty soon? I know. Uh-huh. Everything that's happening with the pandemic right now has kind of slowed down the con scene pretty much for this whole year. Mm-hmm. But um, on the bright side, it kind of gives cosplayers even more time to perfect their craft. So what do you got in the works for us? I want to be honest with you. As far as like, as far as like crafting, it hasn't slowed me down because I think I'm still on pace of doing what I normally do. Um, I will say it's actually kind of slowed down my motivation though, because, um, normally I would, I would try and do at least one new costume for every convention. That's just me. I just, I I would like to debut something new for every convention. So now that, you know, pretty much 2020 is a wrap, there's no new conventions. I'm like, eh, I don't feel like building anything. Yeah. But I have, um, so I've, you know, I've probably done, I think, I think I've done 12 or 13 costumes this year so far. Um, today I just started working on Mumra from Thundercats. So, uh, I should have that done tomorrow. Um, and then after that, I want to work on Nightcrawler from X-Men. And then, Dude, sorry. Um, <laughs> Nightcrawler yeah, is my no, favorite Nightcrawler. X-Men character. <laughs> it's Nightcrawler oh, and Kitty okay. Pride. I call him Kitty Pride of the best uh, character forever. Yes. And yes. Storm. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's right. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and then uh, Mandalorian, and then probably a Ghostbuster, and then maybe Galactus. Uh, um, I want to throw some anime characters in there. I, I, listen, the thing with me, honestly, is, like, I could just have a list, but... Tomorrow morning, I'll just be sitting on the toilet in the morning, and just a character pops in my head, or I see a picture of a character, and I'm just like, yep, okay, I'm, that's what I want to do. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. it. I just have to feel it. Um, yeah. So, all right. So one, one, last, one last cosplay question i got to ask you. Because my girlfriend will actually be extremely upset if I don't mention this. Because... Even though the character and his origin, which we'll say because he is one of the most convoluted characters in the X-Men history, but she loves his design. 
I gotta ask you about your Mr. Sinister cosplay, man, because that thing is next level amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. Because, so, damn. You want to know how it was put together? Or yeah, because wanna... that doesn't even look like... Because a lot of your cosplay, I could recognize you... Rec- rec- I know it sounds weird to say. Even with, like, the Spawn costumes and everything, I, in a way I could recognize you because of things like like body language, that sort of thing. And that costume, that didn't even look like a costume. That looked like movie grade, and I'm like, holy shit, wizard skills. Actually, that costume um, was inspired by an archangel. So one year um, for C2E2, um, me and a couple buddies, we did a uh, Apocalypse and a Four Horsemen group. So I did Apocalypse, and I I made the wings for my buddy's archangel. And what I did was I used um, blinds, like um, like like porch blinds for the wings. Mm. So after I made that, I'm like, huh, I could actually probably use these for like the cape for for Mr. Sinister. So that's how that how Sinister came about. Mm. That's awesome. Oh, and by the way, I I remember now because you were the you were the apocalypse where the entire internet was like, so this guy made this movie. Why did you make him look like Ivan Ooze? Can we just do this guy? Because <laughs> I you know what, to, be, to be honest, I understand why and how, like, what they were going for. I honestly Same. do. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand it. It was, it, it didn't translate well, but I understand what they were trying to do. Oh, I can't unsee. I cannot unsee now. Why, Ian? Because I'm that kind of friend. <laughs> oh, the so, best. So what's so, the seething, burning image of that in your in in your mind, Cam? What <laughs> uh, say you as we wrap up the show? Me? Yeah, because you said so, and I assumed you were going to transition to either uh, anime or Tetris. No. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm trying. I will transition to this, is to say this. Um, hopefully everyone that has listened to this podcast so far has has now discovered that um, uh, Mr. Wilson here um, just uh, is actually interesting. And so we've had about 90 minutes to kind of disprove his initial uh, top thesis theory of that he is boring, because he's very much not boring. Okay. Uh, and you have a variety of things to um, reference going forward as you follow this person. So as you follow this person, the different social medias that you would like to go to are um, Mr. Nightmage. They are um, my Facebook, which is just Nightmage. Or if you find my quote-unquote personal Facebook, which is Michael Nightmage Wilson, but I treat them both the same. Um, Twitter, Nightmage, and Instagram, Nightmage1. Um, I do have a Kofi account where, um, every costume, I, I have to update it, but every costume I do, I throw up there. Um, if you want to donate it to, then every, every month I take the funds and I donate it to a local charity. Um, mm. so I have that. And then, um, I've been asked a lot to do an OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, with or without the dance belt I mean I guess <laughs> both maybe maybe I don't know is there I don't know 
You gotta set tears for it, I guess. Tears. Okay. You know so much about this already, Michael. You know so much already about this, Michael, man. Seriously, don't turn into some. Okay. Can I hire you? Like, can you be my manager? Because. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I will do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm all about just um, contributing very little and then collecting um, my little cut. All right, sweet. That's fine. There's a word for that. It yeah, it's called Governor Abbott. And it, and it start. And there's a, it's just a it ends with imp. Uh, the, the, like, what? <laughs> would you say that What's this happening? particular we're talk, word? We're just talking about Harry Potter. Cam, would you say this particular word does Dobby. not commit suicide? About, I'm talking about Dobby. I don't even know if he's nymph, but like I'm just gonna say he's small and he's scared, like me right now. Hello, <laughs> Mage, at all uh, at all the places, including coffee. And if you find him on OnlyFans, just don't make a YouTube video about it. Just just don't, like, because we've yeah. already seen that's like. So, um, follow him. See, he, he's literally doing good. He's being a literal superhero on so many different fronts of his life. Yeah. I don't know. what. Like, why am I trying to convince people? And They already know. And They already know. So, with that, and as we <laughs> as we come to the close of our news episode of Circuit 42, I wanted to say thank you, man. This is awesome. I've been friends with you for a long time, and, I'm, and in my mind, literally the other day, I'm like, why haven't I asked him to be on the show? Because Night Mage is awesome. And so with that, Aww. I want to say thank you, man. It's been fantastic. Well, man, thank, thanks for asking me to be back on, man. This is, yeah. Is that the, is that the feet again? Look, yes, <laughs> we don't have a soundboard yet. And so I guess that's, I am the soundboard. I'm going to be like that dude, that, that other Michael that was in those movies about Academy. Academy. Thank you. All right, so real quick, do you know that that movie is the reason why I joined the police force? <gasps> That's awesome. It all comes back to Police Academy. It all comes back to Police Academy. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, you can tell so much about a person. Who who was your favorite character? Hightower. Yes! Dude, I'm sorry, I just blew out the audience. Sorry about that. <laughs> so it's actually funny. Actually, I've thought about doing a high tower cosplay, but if I did it, um, it I don't know how versed, well versed you guys are in Police Academy. Do you have a friend that looks like Steve Gutenberg? I don't. Well, everybody I don't. needs a Steve Gutenberg. But I know, right? I think Do you was- have a friend that has? Like a Steve Gutenberg esque like face that you can throw a curly wig on and then go find a little black woman that speaks softly with a little you know, and give her a little fro wig and then get like um just a person, a tall, skinny person. And then and I guess she doesn't even have to be black. We've already discussed that. Just a small person and have her with short curlies and a Steve Gutenbergish person and look have them short curlies and then just a thin person doesn't have to be thin but just a person that's gonna do beep boop beep next to you every, <laughs> it's gonna be the best it would be the best group cosplay there you go Police Academy 2021 Cam I already told you that right, we can't. I'm gonna work on my beep boop beeps that's, I'm gonna work on my, my beep boop beeps mission is to find a Police Academy group to do a Police Academy group 
And the best part is, I offer a tribute with my with my feet clapping, and I'll have to build more tools like this. Who beeps? Oh, and the best part is that after you found your Steve Gutenberg, we can finally do the can't stop the music cosplay group that no one needs, but everyone asks for. <gasps> oh God! Because I remember that movie for some reason. Caitlyn Jenner is in that movie as Ron White. <laughs> So you with probably both. not tell people that you remember that movie. Oh, I, it's terrible. I, I like tricking people into thinking it's, it's a good a movie. It's a weird podcast. It's kind of like the movie it's The Apple. weird podcast. So with The Apple, I can't stop the music. Let's bring this podcast to a close. Because I think oh, we have Jesus. gone off the rails into crazy land, and it's amazing <laughs> and beautiful. So with that, I'm Ian. This is my co-host, Cam, apparently. It's a weird podcast. All right. You like it? Yes, like 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 the weirdness. Embrace the weirdness. Uh, Michael the Michael the Batman Michael the Batman Martinez. Because look at that look at that profile picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like frozen in horror, just like that Batman right now. Um, that's how you know that we're. That's how you know that we. Yeah, won. that's me. <laughs> and of course, our special guest one more time, Night Mage Mage. Michael Wilson, Mike Wilson.